Now, President Moon Jae-in has underscored the importance of India as a leading partner. This was in his new Southern Policy, uh, which he outlined, obviously, in that state visit to India last week. But he also elaborates on his shared vision for peace and prosperity for the people of the two countries while holding talks with Prime Minister Narendra Modi to discuss the outcomes and this strategic partnership. It's our great pleasure to invite into the studio His Excellency Vikram Daraswamy, Indian Ambassador to the Republic of Korea. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's an absolute pleasure to be on air with you. And I say Ambassador to the Republic of Korea, but not for much longer. So it's even better for us to be able to have you here before we have to say farewell. Yes, uh, unfortunately, my tenure is actually already over and done with. I stayed on to work on the president's visit. And now that that's done and dusted, so is my tenure. So I'm off next week. Well, we wish you all the best in your future. But can you share your overall thoughts on this trip? It seemed to be very positive, all the rhetoric around President Moon's engagements in India. Honestly, I mean, of course, I shouldn't say this, but I think it really was an excellent visit. I think the principals, the president and my prime minister, were delighted by everything, the optics, the atmosphere. You know, the hardest part of any of these things is to ensure that the principals genuinely create a rapport. And that really worked. I think President Moon and Prime Minister Modi uh, spent a lot of time together. They managed to have a great dialogue going forward. And of course... Adding to the rapport, you must also have substance because, you know, you don't fly leaders across, halfway across the world just to just meet each other. So the substance to, substantive outcomes were also excellent on the trade side, on the economic side, but even on the political side. I mean, I, I appreciate what you say. You don't fly people across the world just to meet each other. But all too often, it does seem to be about formalities and, and niceties. So the fact that it went deeper than that is something to celebrate. Oh, indeed, entirely. I think, as you as you put it in one of your uh, mentions here, uh, the Prime Minister actually uh, sort of went out of his way to make President Moon feel welcome. I think right from the fact that the city was decorated with these large posters welcoming President Moon with pictures of him, we don't actually have that happening very often anymore. This is quite a relic of the past. So to actually have that right along the route that his cars took every time they moved out of the hotel, I think that sent a signal. Beyond that, the Prime Minister uh, accompanied him on a number of events, uh, two of which were first ever's. Uh, he accompanied him to the memorial site to Mahatma Gandhi, spent 45 minutes with him there, and then accompanied him, accompanied him on a motorcade and then on the New Delhi Metro, which, of course, had uh, rolling stock from a Korean company, Hyundai Rotem, and engineering services provided at one point of time in its initial construction by Korean companies, all the way across to the new Samsung uh, unit that was being set up. Both of these, as uh, we we emphasized it to the Indian press, were first evers. The Prime Minister has never done this before in his four years of being Prime Minister. And indeed, no previous Prime Minister of India has ever done that. So he wanted, I think, to make President Moon understand the value we pray, place on the India-Korea relationship. So absolutely, it was more than the usual. Yeah, I mean, I know how important India is deemed to be for South Korea, and I want to ask you about that in a moment. But I just want to draw a little bit further on what you've just been explaining there, which suggests how important South Korea is to India. Why is that? 
Well, uh, we've long made the point that in our development process, and Prime Minister Modi said was quite eloquent in saying this, obviously, ideally, we will we will partner with anybody who wants to do business in India and wants to do more in the Indian economy as it grows. But it's nice to be able to partner with countries that share similar values. And Korea is one of Asia's great democracies too, like India. And it's uh, it's got a similar perspective, Korea, Korea does, I mean, to India in terms of um, the way it looks at the world, the way it looks at the region, the way it looks at uh, the major issues of the day. So, you know, when you can partner with somebody who's uh, who has a lot of what you need and who has a complementary economy or a complementary set of technologies that you're looking for, uh, with your own, um, and has a similar mindset as you, well, then it's, uh, you know, it's it's all to the good. You have all three, all three sort of essential elements of a great partnership. It certainly seems that way. And, and, and you talked about the Samsung opening. A, a lot of the local media attention, as I'm sure you're aware, was perhaps coloured by the fact that it was a f- first official meeting between President Moon and and uh, Samsung Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong after the scandal. Correct, yes. But it is a very significant facility, isn't it, to have there in India? Oh, it's a giant facility. You know, uh, you must remember, uh, Samsung's uh, is the largest um, uh, mobile phone player in the Indian market. India is the second largest mobile phone market today. It is the fastest growing mobile phone market. And the scope for the headroom for further expansion is massive. You know, Korea has something like 97% of its population practically has um, smartphones. In India, it's 22%. And you're talking about 22% of uh, a billion plus people. So the headroom for it is, of course, max, um, uh, probably the largest right now in the world. In that, Samsung's decision to make its largest uh, manufacturing facility with the capacity to produce 10 million smartphones a month is very significant. It's a, it's a big vote of confidence in the Indian economy in the future. So for us... You know, we do recognize, of course, that there are uh, domestic dynamics, but I think Korea is a mature democracy. You know, uh, whatever the issues are back home in their own country, in Korea's own country, mm-hmm. uh, it's important that, you know, a major enterprise and the president of the republic are seen to be together when, they, when it comes to exploring foreign markets. And quite frankly, it's something we would do too. We also have situations where, you know, businessmen have issues with the government. But when we're abroad, we're abroad. We're as Team India. So in this way, we very much saw it as Team Korea. We didn't see it as something that was, um, some, you know, something to be particularly commented about. It got no separate mention in the Indian press, the domestic tensions in this sense. Indeed. And frankly, if um, this could all go ahead and they could meet after everything in the last year or so, then, then probably India can feel confident that domestic politics is not going to intervene in, in this growth engine. But... This uh, also seems to solidify India's reputation in South Korea as a new China, or even the new China. Hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? It's a very neat media comment, but it also seems quite significant. Well, you're right. I mean, obviously, it's it's a little simplistic to say it's the new China, and we certainly aren't positioning ourselves in that sense. There is China, and there is India. We, you know, we're two separate countries. But uh, yeah, there are obviously superficial similarities between the size of the economies and the opportunities and so on and so forth. We believe that Korean businesses and indeed Korean trading companies and um, enterprises haven't actually explored even a fraction of the potential of the India-Korea partnership. And so the idea was to step this up in every direction to make this happen. 
so you know uh, and i think this didn't get much play in in korea as it got in india uh, we signed an early harvest agreement essentially to look at getting uh, getting forward movement on our uh, already under negotiation upgraded free trade agreement to step back from that moment we have an fta that was signed and put into force from 2010 since then both india and korea have actually signed other ftas and the competitive advantage of this fta has reduced in comparative terms so what we were aiming to do is to send a signal to the trading world that while you know the world seems to be moving in the direction of more difficult trading relationships two of asia's largest economies are aiming at actually um, you know reaffirming free trade not just in 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 gesture but actually in deed so we actually grabbed this early harvest agreement on both sides simplifying uh, and reducing tariffs on a small basket of goods but basically widening the basket of goods increasing some of the services and simplifying rules of origin so essentially setting out a, a marker of ambition on both sides that we want to increase our trade in goods we want to widen the number of goods we trade we want to increase the number of services that we offer each other and we want to simplify the process of doing business with each other so it was intended as a very strong political signal to the trading community globally uh, that india and korea are uh, certainly two countries that are looking at doing more to vi- widen uh, global trade and and while of course as you said very different countries very different cultures but some comparisons in size the reason why south korea is having to try to find a new china per se is because of the the political challenges of having had to rely on on china does um that awareness influence india at all going forward i mean india must be aware of the of the challenges of of a country like south korea given what's happening with north korea and the us of having to rely on beijing's support well if i may uh, this is something i've been saying in korea for a long time quite honestly koreans need to think of themselves as a larger country than they are uh, it is a larger country than people think it is in korea by that i don't mean that it has suddenly miraculously acquired new territory or more people but its weight korea's weight in the international system korea's importance as an economy is global and it really must play to those strengths so irrespective of you know relationships korea has with other countries and that's none of my business as the indian ambassador korea has a role to play in dealing with other countries in the region and beyond and we've long believed that it is time for korea to come out and be able to deal much more with with countries like us but not just with india but also with asean with you know australia with countries in the asia pacific or as we now call it the indo pacific and indeed uh, you would have seen in the uh, vision statement that was put out there is a clear effort to recognize that countries like india and korea have a vested interest in a peaceful uh, stable rules based but also inclusive indo pacific in which every country in the region every country not excluding any has a role to play in creating and uh, maintaining an open rules based and inclusive structure and when we talk about acquiring new territory and people who knows what the future holds for the careers but that must be fascinating the the prospect of maybe dealing with a bigger korean entity either as a unified korea or an economically cooperative korean peninsula of course uh, we've long believed that uh, you know the korean peninsula was uh, divided uh, against the wishes of its people long ago and india has been one of the countries that took a position in favor of whatever the, the people of the two koreas want by way of their future 
collectively, uh, separately, however they wish to define it. And uh, we've made it very clear that we are fully in support of what whatever efforts are ongoing in the Korean Peninsula. I think our Prime Minister uh, was very warm in his appreciation of President Moon's leadership. He, he called him a visionary statesman. And we've said that anything that India and its people and its businesses can do to support anything that moves in the direction of peace and reconciliation, we'd be happy to do. Let's um, talk in practical terms about what South Korean businessmen listening now might want to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you were to give a little bit of advice on connecting with India or or try to seek business opportunities there, how will the situation be now facilitated after President Moon's visit? Well, look, we've made it very clear that uh, Korean businesses are obviously very welcome in India. The, the businesses that have exi- that have been in India all this while, Samsung, Hyundai, LG, all the major names from Korea, have actually done extraordinarily well. They're market leaders in every segment. So obviously there is goodwill and there is, an, there is receptivity to Korean business. Going beyond that, how do we actually help you get there? So apart from the embassy, which of course we, we encourage all our Korean friends to get in touch with us and uh, allow us the opportunity of helping you get there, Korea is only one of two, one of only two countries for whom we have a separate facilitation structure in India uh, with Korean um, uh, sort of, uh, you know, Korean citizens sent by the Ministry of Trade and Industry and COTRA uh, to facilitate their businesses. It's called Korea Plus. And we're looking at actually expanding that, uh, that platform to widen it and make it easier for Korean businesses to find partners, to have hand-holding support from, you know, literally f- through the life cycle of a business, from the time you land at the airport to the time you say, look, I really don't need any more help, I'm doing fine. So that structure already exists. Kotra has expanded its presence in India quite exp- extensively. It is now present in six cities and a seventh city office is going to open. So the facilitatory mechanism is there. The most important thing that Korean businesses need to consider, however, is not to go there with the preconception that this is... Uh, going to be exactly the way any other country is. India is a different country. It has its own ways of doing business. But the important point is it is a rules-based system. It has a, le- it has a legal framework. There is a law. There is a democracy. And companies, once they are in India, when they're legal, once the legal entities in India, they can expect the same facilitation under law as they get, as Indian businesses get in India. In other words, they can expect equality of treatment, but they must come in and understand the market and therefore it makes sense for them to either go through Kotra or through go through Korea Plus or you know and definitely come come to us or the Korean embassy in Delhi because the opportunities exist it's necessary however to get there to find them we are so short of time it's mm. been fascinating hearing from you today as well uh, but i'd like to finish by a word of Encouragement on the cultural side. Something also that was a big feature, wasn't it, of President Moon's visit to uh, India? Absolutely. Um, we're very keen on um, on stepping up this relationship. And I think uh, there was a specific invitation extended for a first ever festival celebrating uh, on an international basis, the, the Indian Festival of Diwali, the Festival of Lights, for which centers around the, the, the great Indian legend of Prince Ram in Ayodhya city which is connected with Korea because of the legend of Queen Her Hwangok, who's supposed to have come from there as a princess from India. So, you know, we'd like, Korea is going to be the guest of honor country in this, this 
coming November. And we're hoping to have high-level presence from Korea. But there is one last point I want to make about moving people uh, and the cultural connect, mm. which is that uh, we have offered a visa on arrival for Korean citizens um, to travel more easily to India, which is to say not just to apply online or to come to our embassy to get visas, but for tourists and businessmen moving forward as the process is uh, nailed down between the two countries to actually make it possible for Koreans to get onto a plane and land up in India and get a visa. That would be for one of only two countries in the world. Um, so, you know, the effort is now on to actually make it possible for Koreans to really step up the partnership in trade, in, in investment, but also as a political partner and on the people-to-people level. Well, what a legacy you're leaving here, having served, obviously, very well as ambassador to the Republic of Korea. Your Excellency Vikram Daraswamy, thank you so much for coming in today and good luck with your future endeavours. Thank you so much for having me. All the best.